0: CHAPTER V OF CARPENTER'S GEOGRAPHICAL READER AFRICA BY FRANK G. CARPENTER THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN RECORDING BY BETTY B. ALGERIA GENERAL VIEW We have left Fez and ridden on our horses back to the Strait of Gibraltar. There we took passage on a ship, and we have come about two hundred miles eastward to Algeria, the great country adjoining Morocco belonging to France. We are now in the most important of all the French colonies. Algeria is often called African France, although it is not the only territory the French have on this continent. They control Tunis on the east, much of the Sahara on the south, and parts of the Sudan and the other countries beyond. Algeria is equal to five states as large as Pennsylvania, and it would cover the whole of France if it could be lifted up and spread over it. It consists of the Tell, hilly lands along the coast, and the rich plains and valleys between them, and the Atlas Mountains, of the high plateaus and valleys of the Atlas furnishing excellent pasture, and of the southern slope of the mountains, covered with tracts of scanty vegetation which fade off into the sands of the Sahara. The Tell is the best part of Algeria. It is a land of rich farms, gardens, orchards, and vineyards, it has many villages and it supports most of the people the native algerians are much like the moroccans there are many kabyles people of the white race some with rosy complexions and fair hair there are many brown-skinned arabs with black hair and eyes fine teeth and aquiline noses there are moors and negroes and jews mixed with the others the population all told is about five millions of whom all but a few hundred thousand are africans the others are frenchmen spaniards jews and italians the frenchmen are by far the most numerous of the europeans and they are steadily increasing in number but how did algeria become a possession of france the story is somewhat connected with the history of our country for more than ten centuries algeria tunis and tripoli were the homes of some of the greatest robbers on earth They were ruled by the Barbary pirates, Moors who preyed upon the shipping of the Mediterranean Sea, robbing and enslaving their captives. They were so strong that other nations paid tribute to them in order that their ships might not be molested. This was at the time we began to build up our commerce, and for a while we also paid tribute. In 1815, however, the United States decided that it would submit to this imposition no longer, and Commodore Decatur was sent out with some of our men of war to serve notice to the day of Algiers, the leader of the pirates, that we would pay him tribute no more. As the Commodore gave this notice, his guns were pointed at the city of Algiers, and the day saw he would have trouble in enforcing his demands. So he suggested that the tribute might be omitted if the Commodore would storm the town using powder only the day thought such a pretense would give him an excuse for not enforcing the tribute. Commodore Decatur replied that cannonballs always went with American powder, and that if the day took the one, he must take the other. The result was that all talk of tribute was dropped, and the Americans sailed away. A little later the English refused to pay, and in retaliation for outrages they laid Algiers in ruins then came trouble with france and the day, while discussing affairs with the french representative grew angry and struck him in the face with his fan that blow cost him his kingdom the french at once declared war they sent an army to algeria defeated the day, and annexed the country to france this was in eighteen thirty and since then the french have been in possession they have made algeria one of the states or provinces of their republic It sends its own representatives to the Congress at Paris, and has a governor-general and other French officials to rule it. We shall find Algeria far different from Morocco. There our traveling was on bridle paths and caravan tracks. Here it will be over roads and railroads. French soldiers are everywhere, and good order prevails in both town and country. We begin our travels in Oran, the chief port of western Algeria the boat from tangier lands us on a long pier and we take carriages for a drive through the town passing drays loaded with wine and donkey carts carrying all kinds of goods in morocco there were no vehicles whatever here we have excellent carriages and the streets are wide and well paved we drive by many fine buildings made of marble from the mountains nearby they are european in style consisting of four or five stories with shops on the ground floors, and hotels or apartments above. The shops are like those of French cities. There are many cafes, facing the street, with tables outside them, about which Africans and Europeans are chatting as they drink coffee and wine. Farther back are white box-like buildings, the homes of Arabs and Moors. There are mosques with tall minarets, and also Christian churches. In the native quarter are bazaars, and all the queer features of oriental life the algerians are half african and half european here goes a jew with his cap and long coat tied in at the waist there is a moor in turban and gown and farther up street are berbers in from the country with fruit and vegetables for sale we see french soldiers in zouave uniforms with long tasseled caps on their heads and now and then a french lady as dainty as though she had stepped from the boulevards of paris into the queer streets of this african france there are moorish ladies in veils and jewish girls without veils there are berber women with arms and faces tattooed and altogether such a strange mixture of people that we are at a loss to class some of them and often wonder just who they are we spend a day or so at the hotel enjoying the excellent meals and then take the cars for the city of algiers the capital about two hundred and sixty miles to the eastward how delightful it is the sky is bright blue and the air from the mountains is bracing a great part of our journey is through the rich lands of the tell by plantations of tobacco wheat barley and oats and over plains covered with alpha grass, which men are cutting and baling for shipment to europe where it will be made into paper here are orchards of apples peaches and pears and there ripe oranges peep at us through their yellow eyes out of the green there are trees loaded with dark purple figs and other trees full of light yellow lemons there are gnarly olive orchards bearing fruit like green plums and vast vineyards loaded with grapes used for making wine for export to france now we leave the plains for the mountains we ride for miles through forests of cork oaks where they are cutting the bark and baling it for export to be made into bottle stoppers and other such things there are sheep goats and camels feeding on the grass watched by shepherds and now and then a village of tents made of black and white cloth the homes of these men who move about with their flocks from pasture to pasture there are many villages in the tell including settlements inhabited by the French, and in both mountain and valley are the little towns of the Berbers. The Berbers are the most industrious people of northern Africa. They work for the French on the farms and in the cities. They have also many small farms of their own, scattered about the villages where they live, their lands being so carefully divided that several families will often own a part of one petty tract now and then we leave the train to visit the villages the berbers are polite they show us their houses and make us at home the ordinary house has but one story and seldom more than one room in this room the people eat and sleep their bed is the ground and a sheepskin takes the place of a mattress the goats and sheep often sleep in the house with the family how dark it is the only light comes through the door for there are no windows that hole in the ground filled with ashes is where the cooking is done and everything is of the rudest description these people have their own customs they are mostly mohammedans but a berber seldom has more than one wife and the women go about without veils marriage is a business transaction a man always paying a price for his wife to her parents the berbers are among the oldest of the african peoples they have lived so long in this part of the world that no one knows just where they came from they have fought again and again for their rights having been conquered by the phoenicians romans vandals and moors before the french came they are now divided into many tribes and are still to a great extent their own rulers each village is a little republic governed by its head men who make the laws and appoint officers to carry them out the people are proud of their tribes and the man who brings disgrace on his tribe must leave it and his house is torn down they are prospering under the protection of the french their children attend the french schools and they are advancing in civilization and wealth End of chapter five